This is Revisiting Haven. Hello, Havenites. How are you doing today? This is Amy J with uh, our friend Amy. Amy S over here, the other Amy. Hello. Hey, guys. So um, today's show is by request by Ida, Haven fan, uh, on Twitter. We'd like to thank her for her request, and we were happy to talk about it. Uh, so the, the topic is going to be the rings. The rings, uh, Audrey and Nathan's rings. The rings that have been of much question, speculation, anxiety. I don't, I don't have any other ad- adjectives. That's good because we, we were wondering if they were ever going to be addressed. So we'll, we'll get to all that. We will get to that. Uh, but first, of course, some announcements and Haven news that may have come up over the week. So uh, Amy's going to share some of that. Well, we know that uh, Haven uh, officially launched their new official Twitter account, at Haven Herald. They sent their first official tweet uh, just Friday, July 18th. So um, while in the past we had Vince's Twitter and Dave's Twitter and Darkside Seekers and whatnot, now they're officially going with at Haven Herald as the official Twitter account for our show, Haven. So that's pretty exciting. Um, They've also got a Tumblr account. It's just called Haven Herald. Um, and they're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash Haven. Uh, but the Twitter is now official, and it's at Haven Herald. Also, um, they're on Tumblr. Exactly, yeah. So you guys should check that out for sure. Share it, follow them, especially on Twitter. Uh, also, Lucas Bryant. Yes, the Lucas at, Bryant. The, at the Lucas Bryant. I guess uh, Haven wants to get both of these accounts verified on Twitter. Which would be nice also, right? Because Lucas... We're big fans of his, so follow him. Let let Twitter know uh, we want him verified. Exactly. There's if you there's a kind of a Lucas Bryant. There's more than one on Twitter. It seems to be kind of a common moniker. So it would be nice to get him verified for the fans who are a little confused. You know. So for ease, I will put links to those accounts on the post so that you can see it, link it, follow, share it with other friends and Havenites so that we can try and get them. Uh, verified as soon as possible right and our next big news and i i'm not sure if we talked about this in our previous podcast or not the trailer for haven season five is supposed to be released on july 31st let's start the countdown i know i was like i want to take the day off work and just sit by my computer all day and wait for this to be released so that i can just analyze it frame by frame (laughs) i want to say i'm lucky because i'm going to to san diego so a number of these days are just going to fly by for me uh but i think i think it's safe to say uh there should be a countdown yeah, so July 31st, I think a lot of us already have it marked on our calendars, and we're waiting, and we're counting the days, and we've gotten two tweets from Ted at Sci-Fi that uh, both of those tweets from him say the trailer's coming out July 31st, so definitely something to look forward to. And so, then after that trailer comes out, we should only have about six weeks or so uh, till the premiere. We're still waiting for the premiere date to be announced, but uh, we should have that fairly soon as well. I would imagine so. So, um Maybe they'll announce the uh, premiere date with the release of the trailer. That would be exciting. That sounds like a lot of good promotion to me. So today is the 20th, am I right? Yes. So today is the 20th. There are about uh, 10-ish, 11 days, depending on when you're listening to this, um, till the trailer and hopefully the premiere. Uh, Sci-Fi, I believe, just had their upfronts. So they didn't yeah. announce the schedule, but I can only imagine that that's coming up soon. Yeah, they were just at TCA last week, and to your point, Amy, they did not announce their schedule, but it's got to be coming up. 
The other thing I want to mention, and it just hit me, uh, Amy, since we didn't talk about it before, is um, the Village Emporium, which... Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, I want to give a shout out to the Village Emporium because... Angela, and there's another gal who... I, is it Angela and Pat? Those might be the ladies there. The lovely ladies at the Village Emporium, which is uh, put together, I guess, with the blessing of uh, the Haven Show, a Haven t-shirt. Which is so exciting. And if you follow them on Twitter, again, I'll have the link on there. It's um, village underscore EMP underscore NS because they're in Nova Scotia. Um, they have a shirt. It's available now. I believe that as of today, they have like mediums left. Yeah, um, I know she said her smalls had sold out in ladies. Um, because it's in anyhow, demand. Yeah, they're cute shirts. I like them. They're really nice. They're charcoal gray and they have the Haven logo on the front. Yes, and if you want to see it modeled, uh, our home sweet Haven, who took a visit to Nova Scotia and the Haven show and saw it, saw some of the um, set stuff, is modeling it. It's on the it's on her uh, Twitter as well, but it's also on Home um, Village Emporium Nova Scotia's Twitter site. Yes, oh, that was difficult to say. Uh, <laughs> they have it posted there, so you can check it out and see what it looks like, and it's fantastic. You should order one if you don't have one already. It's a nice charcoal gray. Yeah, they're very nice. Just keep in mind, and Amy, I think you'll put the, all the links up. Um, depending on where you live, there is uh, the shipping fees can be, you know, check the shipping fees. Because I don't think the shirt itself is that expensive, but shipping, of course, is not cheap. Because um, they are shipping from Chester, Nova Scotia. Which, FYI, is not the U.S., and a lot of the fans are not from the U.S., so... That's international shipping regardless. So unless you're in Canada, it's uh, international shipping. So yes, definitely check that out. So exciting stuff happening as we get closer and closer to the fall. Uh, we're getting closer and closer to more Haven news. We'll try and keep you up to date with what we can. Uh, again, we may miss stuff. We're not an all-out all Haven source, but we try to give you what we can. Right. We just pick up on things that almost everybody else has picked up on as well. So. That's true. And so, and a number of other Haven sites and uh, Twitter people have shared stuff, so check them out as well. Um, other than that, I think that's all the Haven news we have. Oh, no, no. So, <laughs> I'm forgetting my own Haven news. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. Um, Comic-Con is this week, and I am so excited. I leave Wednesday for San Diego and was able to work out a chance to interview Sean Pierce on Friday in LA going to his studio and you guys have been fantastic I've been getting some questions in to ask Sean um, for those of who don't know Sean Pierce is the musical composer for Haven and, yes. and and he has put out the first volume of the Haven score which if you don't have is available on Amazon and iTunes and I've been taking questions from folks there's a Twitter form you can submit your questions. I will select several of them to ask Sean uh -huh. on Friday, and I will put up the interview and anything I can and I'm allowed to share, uh, be, the keywords being allowed to share, up on Instagram or Twitter. And the interview itself, please give me till after I return from uh, Comic-Con <laughs> weekend. My mind will not operate till after well, that. That's very awesome, Amy, that you have a chance to get some firsthand information about Haven, kind of some behind-the-scenes info, perhaps, and to share it with us all. That's very cool. Uh, I, I'm happy to do so, and I'm, I'm happy to meet 
with Sean, who has been fantastic in our communications and can't wait to meet him and share whatever I can with you, which I will, that I am allowed to share. Right. And give him the best from all the Haven fandom. I appreciate your kind of going there on our, our behalf, representing all of us. So we appreciate that. Absolutely. And uh, one question I know I want to answer it is, is the volume two of the soundtrack score coming out? Oh, yes. We need that. We need the rest of it. Yeah. yeah so um, if you want one of those, also tweet me and let me know that so I can be like, hey, Sean, these Twitter fans, they want it. There's a demand for it. Because that's the only way things happen, apparently. So uh, <laughs> supply and demand, supply and demand. It's it's life. Economics. <laughs> so let's get into these rings, because Amy and I, uh, in preparing for this, because this was a, a sudden topic that Ida had prevent, uh, presented to us, and we were only happy to talk about. So we were, we were discussing and preparing for this, because not everything is on the whim with us. <laughs> and we... We're debating things already, and we decided, you know what, let's get to the podcast so we can debate it with you. Perfect. So, here's what we know. There are rings. Yes. The rings came up in, well, for Nathan, it first came up in A Tale of Two Audrey's. 201. About, if you're looking at iTunes and, and you're watching it, it was about at 38 minutes and 21 seconds. Okay. 25 seconds, something around there, you will see the ring. And the ring is in the featured image. You see it. Uh, it's pretty, right? And so he finds the ring in his father's remains. He's got the cooler with his father's remains, and he's burying that. Mm -hmm. And before Duke comes up to help him, you know, dig the grave and bury the box, um, he finds the ring in there. And it's already on a chain, and it was his father's. It was part of his father's belongings that blew up. So, that's when Nathan found it. Right. Now, Audrey finds a ring. Fast forward to episode 212, Sins of the Fathers. At about 5 minutes and 51 seconds, you will see this ring. Yes. And Amy, how did, how did Audrey get this ring? Vince gave it to her. Uh, Audrey was in the Haven Herald having, a, we'll say, a discussion, although that was when Audrey's all riled up that Vince and Dave don't tell her anything. And Vince pulls the ring out of his desk drawer. He kind of gives a nod, or looks at Dave, and Dave gives him an approval, approving nod to go ahead and share it with Audrey. And Vince gives the ring to Audrey and says it was Sarah's. Now. That's all we've got. I'm going to blow Amy's mind for a moment. Okay, because she said something, and it just occurred to me something else. So, okay, go prepare for, for this. You ready? Go for it. You said that it belonged to his father. Belonged for Nathan. You, that's what you said. Right. Now, w we found this ring in the cooler. Yes. Who helped put the pieces of garland in the cooler? Vince and Dave. They could have planted it. Is that what you're saying to me? I am. This may not have belonged to Garland. Who well, gave Audrey the ring? Vince and Dave. So both Who? rings could have been, come from Vince and Dave. However. Why not? Um, I like that, but I think I have a bit of info that might go contrary to that. Okay. Because the info I have, though, is not from the show. It's from an interview with Lucas Bryant. And forgive me, I can't find it or remember the source. But Lucas Bryant said that he wanted to have a piece of the chief to remember like a memento that he could have a remembrance of the chief and that that was part of how that ring came about in the cooler. 
uh, so that he could have that piece to remember his father by. Now, I kind of think perhaps the rings were part of the storyline all along, and the writers and producers just worked it in that Nathan got the ring via the cooler. Um, but that's my little bit of info that makes me leads me to believe that it really was the Chief's ring. But then again, Amy, your point is I'm, I'm, I'm putting you on a mission. You have to find this interview. But now that, I'm, now that I'm talking out loud, I guess Luke is saying that doesn't really negate your point, just because he, he found that. Nathan found that with his father's belongings, and Nathan thinks it was his father's. Right. And that's, that goes, so what you're saying could still be true. Exactly. I'm just saying, Vince and Dave, we know, have been master manipulators right. through all of this, right? Who is to say they didn't take that and put it... now? The other thing is, why um, we don't have any information saying that Garland kept this on him or that he necessarily took it from wherever he had it and kept it with him because he knew this was it. This was the end of him. Well, no, but and again, it's all speculation. What do we know? Well, this whole episode, this whole podcast is speculation. So go for it. Exactly. From every podcast we've ever done. (laughs) So because Nathan finds the ring on the chain, I'm led to believe my interpretation is that Garland wore it as a necklace himself, and that's how Nathan is wearing it. So we would not have seen it on Garland like we see it on Nathan all the time. Nathan wears it 24-7. Like, you know, Garland was always wearing the police uniform with the tie and the button-up shirt in almost every scene we see him. Um, So it's possible that Garland was wearing that all the time and we never saw it. Okay, that's interesting. I'm going to respectfully disagree though. I don't what, do you think it was in his pocket or I think he may have pulled it out for this day knowing because he knew he was he, going to die. He, he knew wanted... he was going to die and there was nothing he could do and that he Okay, so there there there's either he he knew it was going to happen and, and he wanted it kept with his body. Okay. Or Vincent Dave planted it. Okay. Or he did it knowing that Vincent Dave would find it and put it where Nathan would find it. Gotcha. So I, I, I honestly do believe that Vince and Dave had a part with Nathan getting that ring. Okay, that's an interesting theory. So let's talk about Vince and Dave and Sarah's rings. Well, let's backtrack a little bit, if we will. Sure. To me, the rings are like matching wedding bands. It's like his and hers wedding band. <laughs> and if it was Sarah's, first off, how did Vince get it? Did Sarah give it to Vince to hold for her or to keep as a remembrance of her was Vince going to give it to Sarah but he never did or was it honest was it really a ring that Sarah had now we're led to believe Vince kind of had this unrequited love for Sarah that Vince had a thing for Sarah um is that why he had a wedding ring that he wanted to give her or an engagement ring see I, I, I don't know and Dave's were spear with Sarah was the ring Dave's was Dave involved somehow? I, just, I, so I, don't, I don't know. And again, I don't know. So this is all speculation and we're, we're having fun with this. And my theory that I will go on record uh, as saying, and, and it could be wrong, um, is that Dave and Vince held on to these two rings mm-hmm. and provided it when they needed it. You saw that before Dave gave it to Audrey, he looked at uh, Vince gave it to Audrey. He looked at Dave and was like, All "Right, Dave All right. Got, gave him the approval nod. Gave the Go approval ahead. nod, right? Yeah. And if my assumption is that Dave and Vince played a part with Nathan getting the ring, um, maybe for some reason. I mean, I've always got this vibe uh, that Dave and Vince 
have been trying to push Nathan and Audrey together. I just, yes. I, I've got that vibe, right? Even when um, Jason Priestley's character... Chris Brody. Chris Brody was in the picture. They're like, you better tell her. Talk yes. to her quick. Yeah. Before you lose her. I mean... And even... Yeah. They and were the biggest the, Cupids. And even at the scene when, um, right after Garland's blown up and Audrey calls Vince and Dave and... Um, Vince says to Dave about Nathan, oh, he needs Audrey right now. She needs to go talk to him. Right. Um, I, I do yeah. believe that they're the biggest uh, cupids for these two, probably the biggest cheerleaders outside of Duke for these two, um, mm-hmm. uh, because I do believe Duke, Duke sees that they are meant to be now. Um, and and I think they may have played a part. And maybe they okay. know something that we don't, which, um, I mean, they do know something we don't, but about these rings in particular. Okay, that's a good point. Now, I also want to go back to how they're a matching set. So to me, that means they both had to originate it at the same time. So when Sarah got hers, um, we know we saw in episode 309 Garland was a little boy. So how did Garland get his? Was it Garland's father's or Garland's grandfather's? Or to your point, maybe Vincent Day planted it. (laughs) It's, it's, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I do agree that it's a matching set. The thing that... uh, Amy and I were, were discussing is Nathan's, uh, you see, are like diamonds. Yes. Around, and, and Audrey's are just, see, and maybe it's the well, lighting that makes it look kind of emeraldy um, and not diamondy. Well, well and it, like Amy said, we were discussing this, and I am of the firm belief that they are a matching set. It's his and hers wedding bands, and they are the same thing with the three little diamonds, kind of a little triangle around them, just a, a, man, a male version and a female version. Now, Amy, I know you were saying you think they might be a little different. I am convinced 100% it's a well, matching set. <laughs> I, I, th- I think they're a matching set. I just think that they are a little different. I didn't know guys' rings uh, came with diamonds. I didn't know guys did that. Yeah, everybody who's listening, Amy J didn't know that some men wear diamonds in their wedding band. <laughs> if, you're, if your significant other is a male. Guys, a lot of guys have diamonds in their wedding bands. Tweet me. I'll tweet you a picture right now while we're talking. Okay, tweet me a picture. I, I just I'm I'm having a hard time believing this. I, I don't know why. I just I didn't I didn't think. Hey, eat to each guy their own. I like Nathan's band, because I do believe it's his band at this point. Um and the other interesting thing is, have you noticed when Nathan wears the the, the necklace and the, the chain and the ring, he wears the same chain and ring. Like what? he he did he didn't take it off and put it on his own dog tags. No, he chain. picked that. He picked that ring. It was on the chain from mm-hmm. the cooler and went, went right on his neck. And he's yep. worn it every single time. The only time he hasn't worn it that we've seen was after "Lay Me Down" when he and uh, Audrey got caught by Vince and he had to run out of the apartment really quick. I don't think he had time to put it back on then. But he's wearing it in every other scene, and we even had co- uh, confirmation from the writers on Twitter that he's always wearing it. Yes. I mean, and you see it um, throughout the episodes that he'll wear it um, for a, a different moment. Like, it'll, you'll see the chain at least. Yeah, absolutely. In some images, uh, you see the band, it, the, the ring hangs, excuse me, you'll see the ring. The ring hangs a little lower on his chain the way, I don't know, I'm getting too technical here. So you always see the chain. You don't always actually see the ring, but it's there. It just hangs lower underneath his button sh- buttoned shirt. Which is always interesting. Oh, and he doesn't wear it in Walking Dead. Um, no, no, I just checked. No, I don't 
No, he wears it. No, no, not not in his dream. Oh, in his dream, yes, in, in the dream scene. In the dream right. sequence, he does not wear it because I just right, checked. Because I but, think he was supposed to be completely naked for that dream, <laughs> which I think he was. So, um, yes, he's wearing it now. What does Audrey do with this ring? Okay, let's talk about. Well, we don't know. Right. We've There's... only seen her get it from Vince. That's all we've seen, correct? Yes. We don't know. Okay, so can I uh, Go bring up a point? Um, yeah. So let's talk about Audrey and Nathan and if they've talked about the rings and if they know about the rings. I think I mentioned it in a previous podcast. I firmly believe that Audrey and Nathan have talked about Nathan's ring and that they both know what that is and why they wear it. Um, Audrey sees him wear it every day. Nathan and Audrey are so close. They trust each other with everything. You know, you're the one person I can absolutely trust. And that goes both ways with them. They're in love. I firmly believe that Audrey knows what Nathan's ring is. Audrey and Nathan have talked about Nathan's ring. Um, and we obviously, we haven't seen that in the show, but I believe that there's going to be some backstory and that they've talked about it. I could be wrong. That's my theory. Interesting now, theory. As far as whether Audrey has talked to Nathan about Sarah's ring, I'm not so sure because we know, um, I have a hunch. I mean, I can see the answer being yes and the answer being no. If Audrey has not talked to Nathan about her ring that was Sarah's, I think it's because she wants to know more about it and what it meant to Sarah because she might she doesn't want to hurt Nathan. Um, like, we know she didn't tell him everything about the Colorado kid, and she kind of pushed him away because um, Lucy loved the Colorado kid, and it cost the Colorado kid everything. So there could kind of be an analogy there to how Audrey feels about this ring and what it might mean to Nathan. So I could see maybe she hasn't talked to him about it because she wants to know more about what it meant to Sarah. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know. See, I don't think they've talked about it in any capacity. Both rings or just Sarah's Both rings. Ring? Both rings. Okay. okay, let's start with Sarah's because I don't think Nathan knows about Sarah's because I don't think Audrey has shared that with him or he's had an opportunity to find out that she has Sarah's ring or that it's a ring that looks very similar to the one he has. I just don't think the opportunity presented itself for him to realize or understand or see this ring. And I agree, and like I said, and that would fall in suit with kind of what I'm leaning towards is that she hasn't told him because, well, maybe she hasn't had time. Well, there's a lot going she, on, right. Yeah, she wants, I think she wants to understand what that ring means to her past selves and to Sarah. She doesn't want to hurt Nathan. Probably true. Probably true. I think she's just been so busy that this ring has gotten, has been put, because you got to keep in mind, when she found out about it, it was sins of the father. At the end of that episode, she was tasered kidnapped she comes back she finds out she's about to leave and the whole season three is that that's right right. and we also know that season three took place in a very short time span so that totally falls in line as well right and then she goes she goes into the barn she comes back she's audrey who's lexi and really you know the ring is probably the last thing she's thinking about exactly so that's my thought that's my theory about sarah's ring as for me Go ahead. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. They could also bring up Sarah's ring like, you know, Audrey could be in her apartment and say, well, you know, I was gone for six months and I found this ring and now I want to tell you about it, Nathan. You know, I forgot about it now that I'm back after being in the barn for six months. Let's talk about my ring. I don't know. I don't know. I think that might be a little too obvious. Okay. For it to be that way. Um, but you never know. You never know what the writers will do. Um, my theory for Nathan's ring, however, is that you know, the one time she sees him, he he doesn't have it. 
I don't know why or, or what. I believe he has it in uh, Walking Dead at the end. Mm-hmm. But we just don't see it the next day. So either Nathan took it off or something. I just don't believe Audrey has seen it in a capacity enough to be like, hey, what's that ring? Oh, see, to me, because I'm such a big Nadri person, mm-hmm. Audrey knows what her man is wearing on his neck every day. <laughs> I'm not discounting that that she has seen that he's wearing a chain. I just oh, don't she... think she knows what's at the end of the chain. Okay, so we're just going to totally differ on that because she loves her man, and if she doesn't know he's wearing that every day, I am going to be so disappointed. <laughs> uh, I, We're going to agree to disagree. Yeah, I just don't think she knows what's at the end of the ring, or at the end of the chain. I just, otherwise okay. I think she would have, I think if either of them had seen the ring, a conversation would have been had, because like you said, it's a matching set, and at the very least, a question would be triggered. Hey, where did you get that? Or, but hey, what's that from? Like, repeating myself, I think they've had that conversation, we just haven't seen it yet, and I think nobody, you know, Audrey's the one who's closest to Nathan of everyone, and I think, for me, nobody really knew his pain and everything he went through with his father's death, like Audrey does. She's the only one who knows all that and understands all that. Mm-hmm. And so I just can't imagine she doesn't know about this ring that was his dad's that he wears every day. Well, again, my, my thing is, though, that a lot has happened at a very quick pace for them to have that conversation. That's true. That's true. Even even the relationship was kind of fast-paced. I mean... That's true. I have one have. other thought on the rings, and then I'm, like, all uh, theoried out. <laughs> okay. Shall I go ahead and bring it up? Yes. Okay, so we know that in season three, when Claire was still around, she had the locket that Lucy gave Duke, and Duke ended up giving it to Audrey, right? Um, Claire used that locket to help jog Audrey's memory, uh, to help her remember when she was Lucy. So I was wondering if perhaps, in a scene that we haven't seen, if if Audrey brought Sarah's ring to Claire and they had a session and maybe Audrey remembered some stuff about Sarah in the ring that Claire helped her, you know, to jog some memories. Um, I don't know because Audrey's kind of said that, you know, she doesn't ever remember being Sarah. Um, so I don't know. It's just kind of a thought. I'm not really sure if it makes a lot of sense. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a feasible theory or an assumption. It kind of makes sense to me, and then it kind of doesn't, because Audrey's really never talked about remembering Sarah, but I don't know. Well, at the same time, right, um, I think she would have presented Claire with, hey, here are all the things I have from my past that I remember, and I think the ring would have been included. So if that conversation was had in such a way as Claire said to Audrey, hey, what tangible physical things do you have from your past lives that we could use to help jog your memory? Right. She may have seen it or, or brought it in. And I think Claire would have chosen, again, the locket because she's had a memory of Lucy. Right. And she was trying to remember the Colorado kid. And that was Lucy's era, not Sarah's era. Correct. So, yeah. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah, I do agree with that. I, I, I think that that is a possible situation that may have happened. If not, it happened in our heads. Okay. There we go. Um, so I, I hope that helped. Uh I thought that was actually kind of fun to, to that talk fun that to talk out. About. And did, I guess we should just wrap it up and say that we did get the tweet a while back that, um, or, or the article that um, the rings will be addressed at some point in our 26 episode season five. So we are going to get the answers. Yes. And, um, well, we hope we're going to get the answers. This is Haven. You know, they may give us some 
some answers, but leave us with more questions. <laughs> Which seems to always happen, so be prepared for that. Right. The one thing I forgot to say, uh, as a Havenite, I, I apologize, writer Gabrielle Stanton yes. will be at Comic-Con on Saturday. Um, totally forgot to mention it. She is on a panel Saturday um, with a number of other wonderful writers and is um, giving a talk. So yes. if you are a Haven fan, check this, the Comic-Con schedule for Saturday. Gabrielle Stanton will be there. And uh, I hope to try and check it out. Um, I know a lot of people are going to um, Hall H. Uh, she is not at Hall H. She's okay. at another section. Check the schedule. Um, I'll try and post it if I find it, which I, I will, on the post so you can see it. So I did forget that. Apologies. So maybe we'll get a tweet with some little bit of Haven in, uh, info or something about Haven. But, <laughs> if we can. Um, for those who don't know, Gabrielle Sen has been with the show from, I want to say, the very beginning. Yes, I believe so as well. Uh, she, well, or at least the second season? Yeah, at least season two. At least season two. She is a, uh, one of the storyline supervisors and producers. And she and uh, Matt McGinnis are writing the season premiere, or wrote the season premiere. Yes. For season five. So exciting. So there will be wait. a Haven presence at yeah, Comic-Con. I'm, I'm just dying for Haven to get back on the air and to get our sh every, for all of us to have our show back. <laughs> I mean, it's it's been a long hiatus. It has. It has. Um, so, guys, this is going to be the last podcast till after Comic-Con. Um, we're going on Radio Silence podcast-wise for a little bit, so there will be a break. Uh, we'll come back after Comic-Con with hopefully some Haven news, some things to share. Check my Twitter uh, and Instagram if you want to follow me in my Comic-Con adventures and Haven stuff that's going on. And I'll, I will definitely try and tweet and Instagram anything I find. Awesome. Well, have a great time there, Amy. Thank you. You guys have a great week. Enjoy yourselves uh, with whatever you're doing. Peace. This is Revisiting Haven.